Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. I'm joined by, as always, by Alex Miller and mate. The men's season is just around the corner. It's starting tomorrow. There's footy on. The boys are so keen to crack into some men's footy once again. Oh, Cat, how bloody exciting is this? We had a great preview last week. We got a lot of predictions. Got lots of good feedback. Um, interesting uh, talk. But I tell you what, we got some great games coming up this week and a great way to kick off the season 2022. Yes, Alex Doherty, we're going to be taking a look at all the matchups of round one. And of course, that starts with your Bulldogs taking on the Ds in the grand final rematch. Hugely anticipated game, mate. It's going to be very interesting to see how you come out swinging. Oh, yeah. Look, I'll tell you what, we've only got one more sleep till uh, the Doggies and, and the Melbourne uh, round one grand final rematch revenge uh, season two a game. Um it's- Gonna be gonna be a bloody magnificent game, Cat. Uh, and I suppose while while we do talk about that, how about the news uh, last night that Lockie Hunter dropped mm. from Wednesday, mm. from Wednesday night? Yeah, like, I'm interested what you make of that, Doc, because you've been very critical of the man throughout our time on the podcast. I know you had some good things to say about him last year, and I thought he was very consistent uh, across the whole season last year. But obviously, you've got such depth in the midfield group that it looks like he's just been squeezed out. Look, yeah, look, my personal grievances with Lockie Hunter lies within his decision-making abilities. I think he, at times he really tries to go too cute with his ball, um, you know, either through kicking or he does those little stupid handballs uh, on the deck uh, th- through the legs, tries to nutmeg the, the opposition. Um, not not quite sure what that what, what that's all about. But, look, I, th- I think what that speaks to me is that Bevo's pretty bloody ruthless with his team this year. I think he's really wanting to go the full hog this year. He knows he's got a good team in, in, in his disposal. And a guy like Hunter, who's been a staple on the wing for the last the, the biggest part of maybe, what, six, seven years now. I mean, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to see who he brings in to replace him on the wing. Well, I guess that is the discussion then, Miller. Who are we seeing lining up for the doggies on the wings this weekend? Well, there's lots of different options. There's names being tossed up like uh, Vandermeer, who played a lot of half-forward last year, and I've had some doggy dog friends say that he could be in the mix. Ed Richards is a guy, Doc, who we're pretty high on. I'm a big fan of him uh, overall, but I think like if he can get his body right in a big contract year in terms of where his future lies, it'd be good if he... Uh, he played obviously half-back, boys, and I, I liked him there, but opportunities on the wing will be there for him. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. I, th- I think we look at the team last year that played and we had quite a few wing options that played there. I know Trelaw played some minutes in the wing. Uh, Bailey Smith played a lot of minutes on the wing, mm. uh, particularly in the early half of the year. Um, and then, yeah, a, a guy like Latham Vandermeer, who we know is a, a great runner and I've questioned his kicking skills at times, but you look at his pace and you look at his attack on the ball and it's, and it's first choice really. I mean, you can't, can't not put him in there. I think he's the sort of yeah. bloke you need in your team just to, sort of good blend of speed and mongrel. Yeah, well, you look at the, the team you're matching up against, of course, Doc, and we know the D's wingers had a had a day out, especially Andy Brayshaw. Oh, sorry, not Andy Brayshaw. I'm thinking about his Ang- brother Ang- already. Ang- <laughs> Ang- <laughs> Gussie um, had Gussie. a day out during the, the grand final, and we know how damaging Ed Langdon can be when he gets ball in hand too. So they're going to be very important matchups to, to get right um, in this game. Um, is someone like Rourke going to be a guy who can do a run with role and maybe try and lock down Brayshaw and limit his his possessions? Well, we've seen uh, Rourke Smith as well. That was another one that 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 played wing as well. Cat, good, good, good spot. And I, I think I look at last half of the year uh, last season, and Rourke had 
a, a number of good run with roles. I know he kept Carl Amon pretty quiet in one mm. game. He did a job on Ed Langdon in the home and away season, and I think he he also had he also had some other jobs in in amongst there as well. So that's not not a bad shout for mine anyway to have Rourke Smith. We know what he, what he can do, and I think last year, particularly in the finals, I think he sort of solidified himself as that as a best twenty two role player. Um, the guy the guy that can run you know both both forward and back and can can do the job that we know Lockie Hunter can do. But I think he adds. I think he has a couple of extra dimensions to his game. We don't like a couple of times. I think he's a great contested marker, Rourke Smith. You don't see Lockie Hunter doing that sort of thing. Um, and I think kicking wise, I mean, yeah, it's just marginally better. I reckon. I suppose something else to consider as well, Cat, is the forward structure. For obviously, uh, with Bruce missing the start of the year and might not be back till mid to late in the year. Jamara's no lock um, for this forward spot, given his preseason form uh, was left out of the side in general. What type of structure, Kat, do you think goes to support Norton around in the forward line? Yeah, it's probably, I suppose, going to come down to English Doc having to do a bit more, spend a bit more time up, up forward. We saw that in the grand final, Stiffy Martin was doing a fair bit of the, the rucking and because he didn't have too many other tall options mm. to rotate through there, unfortunately. Um, I guess we might see Shaki spending some time up there as well. Um, Miller, we saw him play that defensive forward role throughout the finals, did a bang-up job on Aaliyah Aaliyah, and if he can do that on Jake Lever, Doc, then he's going to be you know, going plenty of ways to helping you win this game. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think Lever was able to get away from the, the forward line structure in the, in the grand final and was allowed to play his own race. May, May will get the job on Norton, you'd assume, because he did such a good job on him uh, last uh, in the grand final. I think Look, it'll be interesting. I don't think Eugle Hagen will play based on the, the preseason. I thought he was very crap against the Bombers. Um, <laughs> and uh, and look, English might have to be that second second banana in, in, in the uh, in the forward line because I think Jackie's been spending more time playing in the def- with the defensive group this, mm-hmm. this preseason than, than, than forward. And I'm not quite sure who's going to partner up with Alex Keith to take that. Uh, Gardner hasn't played many. I don't think he played at all in in the preseason and O'Brien's O'Brien's already on the shelf. So that's already looking like it's a great uh, bloody investment there. We're going to see the return of Zane Cordy as your (laughs) your second string key defender, Doc. Oh, Oh, look, it's going to have to be Zane Cordy, isn't it? I don't oh, want to. One of uh, Ben Brown or Tom McDonald's going to have a field day then, surely. Ben, ben, ben Brown's going to absolutely ragdoll him around with, <laughs> on, 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 on speed, on height, on strength. He's just going to it's just going to carry him around. You know? Just on the D side as well, boys, uh, Pig Hibbard going to be missing round mm. one. Uh, a bit Big. of a calf issue, unfortunately. The old man injury. Um, Trent Rivers, the running river, is going to be out as well. And Harry Petty's still unavailable uh, for this. So they've got a few uh, troops down in the back line, Miller, but... They've got their, their main boys still in there. Obviously, Stephen May, Jake Lee are the guys you want to worry about. Um, Adam Tomlinson likely coming back into this side too. Um, so the defence is still looking pretty strong. You look at what Jake Bowie is able to do mm. in the grand final too. So I don't think they'll be lacking necessarily for that rebounding. But the Dogs could take advantage of not having a couple of those guys in there. Hibbert is so damaging by foot, as we know. Yeah, no, it's a great point, Kat. I think as well it'll be interesting to see, obviously with Thomason coming back in, if Petty's ever going to be able to regain his spot because obviously Petty emerged after that uh, game where Thomason did his ACL and stuck in the team. But 
there's no doubt that Thomason's probably the preferred option, but I think it'll be very interesting competition for spots in the Melbourne team all over the field. Um, I think it's be interesting as well what type of small forward structure they go with. Cat, obviously, um, you know, they had the likes of uh, Pickett last year and Neil Bullen played a half-forward sort of role and Melksham was in and out of the team. So I'll be interested to see round one what type of uh, structure they go with tomorrow night. Yeah, definitely. Let's go for a tip, boys. Who are we going? The Boggers or the D's in the big grand final rematch? I'm feeling confident towards the Bulldogs here, Doc. I'm going to back you boys in. Yeah, oh, look, there's a couple, couple of, uh, couple of things that will stand out. I think, yeah, I think the defensive stru- I think those defensive outs hurt Melbourne a lot because I thought they gelled well with Petty as a key player. I think, uh, and and Hibbert did a good job. I think it was on Waitman last year in the grand final as well. So how they combat that is going to be interesting. Um, and as well, Rivers, we I've sung the praises of highly since he came into the team. I think he's a, I think he's a cracking kid. Um, I think if he didn't, if he didn't have that this sort of injury setback, I think he was going to be in for a massive year, mm. nearly all, nearly all Australian caliber year. Yeah. Um, look, I've always backed the boys in uh, the, uh, in round one. Um, I'm concerned about the MCG because Melbourne obviously play the, the G pretty well, but I will back the boys in. A uh, couple of kicks in it, I think. Uh, I think it is going to be a great game, as you mentioned there, Doc, but. Look, I'm tossing and turning. I have gone with dogs and then uh, D's. Uh, I'll wait the teams, but at the moment I'm going with the dogs. I think they'll be uh, they'll be seeking revenge, Cat. I think they'll be disappointed with how the second half went last year and will uh, be saying to Melbourne, hello, we're back. <laughs> they're back is what they're going to say. All right, Thursday night, backing up at the G, we've got, of course, the usual season opener has been shunted back because Gil said uh, no chance this year. Carlton and Richmond, <laughs> of course, on the Thursday night, Miller, your Tigers going to be looking to bounce back to start this season off well after missing finals last year. Well, our predictions seem to be pretty high on, on your boys, and generally a lot of people have you returning to the eight. But looking at the, the side that's coming in, you do still have a few issues here and there. Obviously, we talked a bit about Kane Lambert last week um, mm-hmm. being unavailable, and that's obviously going to do a little bit, but... News has just come in that Josh Gibkes is going to be debuting in round one. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, that is fantastic news and well-deserved, I think, Caddy. He had a great pre-season and uh, has conducted himself extremely well in the interclubs and the training since being drafted. So that is fantastic news just coming in there. Um, look, yeah, you are right. There's a bit of a mover and shaking to do uh, for sure. I think that we do have the cattle, though, to get it done. It probably might take a few weeks to get the right blend. I think that... It'll be interesting to see where players like Hugo Rowsmith play. Um, if he's going to be forward or back, is Liam Baker going to spend more time in the middle, as we discussed last week? Um, who's going to take up Lambert's role? I think there's lots of great questions. But on the other side of the coin as well, Doc, you got Carlton that are chuffed about themselves more than ever this year. They're coming <laughs> off a preseason win against Melbourne. Um, expectations to make the eight. Voss coming in, setting new standards. I think that they'll be very up and about for this game for sure. Oh, 100%. And I think there's a lot riding about. I think obviously Walsh not playing for Carlton is going to hurt the midfield mm. structure to a degree. But you look at their ball movement in the preseason forward of centre, and that's the thing that imp- impressed me the most. You know, I look at guys like Zach Fisher, he looks like he's finally get, got that spring in his step to make that next jump into that sort of B plus A minus uh, player yeah. category. I, I think 
Corey Durden was just absolutely magnificent. I'm not sure whether or not he will be right to go because he did his calf, I think it was, in, in, in that first Ooh. half against Melbourne. Um, hopefully he's touch and go. I think the word is he's fine. Um, and and as well, a guy like Matt, Matt Owies, who we mm. saw last year under David Teague, look, look like he's going to be a very likely type. And I hope he found another 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 string or two to his game that enables him to be, a, be that 30-35 uh, goal kicker, goal kicker a, a year. So... Look, I am quite bullish about Carlton's chances this year. I, I said last week, I think they will be probably thereabouts in the discussion for the eight, but mm. just slightly missing out. Uh, just better team, just just teams around them, I think, just can, can uh, I think, more well-versed in their structures as opposed yep. to what Boss brings. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, if I'm, if I'm Richmond, I wouldn't exactly sleep on this team lightly and as well, I think I think it was confirmed that uh, Jack Graham not playing either with that hamstring injury. So he's I don't think he'll be playing either. Mm. So, I think yeah, it's it's look I, we are a little bit undermanned, but I feel like the team is well equipped enough to to wake up and actually have a have a good good crack at it. Yeah. Jack Ross play yes or no, uh, Alex Miller? I think he needs to. Doc had a very strong preseason again, and Dimmer just needs to say to Jack, look, I found a spot for you in the team, mate. You can play. Um, I'd like to see Thompson Dow as well. Uh, yes, Kat, get Tommy get some, in. Get some game time. That's what I really want to see. Yes, I'm with oh, you yeah. on that one. Oh, I, I, I definitely wouldn't. Definitely wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> on the blue side of it, boys. Uh, Sam Doherty obviously confirmed to be playing in round one, which is fantastic news. Um, and, and just happily, great to see. That. Great to see in the whole AFL world that, that he is back in and, and playing footy. The man is a marvel. How he's managed to come back this many times from such harrowing, not only injuries, but also his cancer diagnosis multiple times is just outstanding. The man is a, is a credit to himself and, and a credit to what people can do if you, you just keep fighting back. It's amazing. Um, but looking at what the Blues can do, I guess, boys, they, they looked pretty nice across the preseason. Still had their issues here and there in terms of Fading out of the games against St Kilda and late against Dees when they took a few players off, but probably not too much to worry about there. Um, probably the best they've looked coming into a into a round one game in a very very long time. Uh, I'm bullish on them, but at the same time, tip wise, I I kind of want to stick with your boys Miller, but I'm weighing up these sides and I'm not quite sure. I might go the Blues and, and regret it. Well, I think it'll be a good game. They'll be they'll be competitive. Cat, I think, like I said to Doc, they'll be up and about. They'll be very um, excited and eager to win. I think as well, boys, we're going to see Paddy Cripps have a really big year. I think that he'd be disappointed last year with his dips in form and his injury, and obviously Sam Walsh is to miss the start of the year. So I think we'll see an increased uh, midfield workload for the captain and uh, at the moment going down as one of the all-time greats for the Blue Baggers. So, look, I've got Richmond as well, but I think this will be probably the toughest out of the last 10 years, Doc, that we've played these guys in round one. Just on Crips quickly, Miller, I think, look, I'm not a fan of what Mark Robinson writes about or talks about on 360 <laughs> often, but he made a very good point about Patrick Cripps not being as bandaged up as he has been in, in previous years. Mm. And, he, and he looked every bit of that when he play, when they played Melbourne in the preseason. And mm. four goals and 30 touches, I mean, if he can... Look, no one's asking him to be, to kick four goals every week, but if he can somehow... You look at what Bonapelli's doing over the dogs, mm. if he's somehow featuring on the scoreboard more weeks than, than he isn't. But yeah. if he can, if Cripps can be that 30, 30 disposal, eight clearance, nine clearance, and and averages a goal, goal, goal and a half a game, then I think the Blues 
the Blues are onto something really massive here. Uh, talking, we we are talking top eight caliber team. Yep. Um, I think the Tigers just get just get over the line. I think the um the midfield battle will be interesting. Kent, Matt, Matthew Kennedy, I think he's destined for a breakout a breakout season. Miller. Yeah, um, no, I'm a big fan of Matty, as you know, Doc. I think that he's been criminally underrated even since his time with the Giants, and he proved, uh, you know, the other week how good he is. I think as well, Doc, it'd be interesting to see what type of midfield minutes somebody like you mentioned earlier, Zach Fisher, gets this year because I'm pretty bullish on him as well. I think he's going to have a great year. No, I like yeah. that call. Hundred uh, percent. Have you picked? Have you who have you picked? Millie, uh, I'll Kat, go to Tigers. Richmond. Yeah, I'll go to Tigers as well. And, and, UK, and, and UK at Richmond, yeah? No, I'm going to go Carlton. I might regret it, but I'm oh. going to go on. Oh, Why geez. not? Why not? We'll give it a crack. It's only taken two games and he's already uh, given <laughs> an outlandish tip. Is mum in your ear uh, this week, Cat? Is she? <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just weighing up these two teams. Uh, I thought the Blues midfield looked all right without Walsh. We were talking about Cripper and Kennedy and okay. all those yeah. No, no, no. I, I like it. I like it. It'll be a very interesting matchup Thursday night. I can't wait for that game. Yes. Friday night, though, boys. St. Kilda and Collingwood. Mm. These two teams <laughs> have got a fair bit to prove um, coming into round one. Collingwood, obviously, they're going to be their first game on the fly. Craig McRae. Um, well, sorry, Craig McCaffey, as we like to call him around these times, <laughs> ordering up a small Craig. latte before the night starts. <laughs> but uh, a few questions answered for both of these sides, I think, in this game. For me, what I'm looking at for the Saints, Miller, is what are they doing with the ruck situation? Mm. Because we know Rowan Marsh is going to be in there. Paddy Ryder's still on the sidelines for an indefinite period of time. Who comes in as their, their second? Is it going to be Hayes and get him in for a bit of a trial by fire, matching up against Big Chandy Grundy? Well, I think that's, uh, it is a great question, Cat, what they're going to do with that type of situation because, you know, we saw how important Ryder was last year. They've still got, I think, Max Heath is there as well as an option. Yes, very true. Uh, big Basser. Yeah. Big fan of him, actually. Um, I do think Hayes, though, will get the nod, Cat, early. I think that uh, they're pretty keen on him. It's actually surprising given that uh, Paul Hunter was uh, delisted last year, boys, because I thought uh, he's decent-ish in the games he played and they obviously need another ruck, but been given the chop, Paul. I don't know where he's ended up now, uh, but uh, he's been chopped. But yeah, look, I think it's going to be very interesting because I don't think they're going to want Maxi King pinch hitting. They're going to want him forward as much as possible and uh, to protect his knees from imploding. Obviously, they don't want him jumping up at everything. So I think Jack Hayes will come in, but I think the more concern for me, Cat, is the midfield. I think that mm. obviously, as, as discussed last week, um, Zach Jones is taking an extended. Uh, leave obviously a way that the club would deal with his mental health, and we wish him all the best with that. And uh, hope to see him back out on the on the field very soon. But I think him also Gresham's coming up a very big injury. I, I want to see Brad Crouch have a massive massive year, Cat. Yeah, he, he needs it. I think this year Crouch yeah. he didn't play in the practice game against the Bombers, so they're obviously keeping him in bubble wrap <laughs> for a little <laughs> bit longer. Oh, sorry, he did. He was just named in the forward line. My bad. I'm looking in the. The wrong mm. section here. He just um, did nothing. But, yeah, the, I don't know who, in terms of rotation stock if they've got the strength still that they want. Hunter Clark obviously out for, for an extended period of time too, which is really going to hurt them. Um, we know they've got Billings in there. We know they've got some of the young boys like Jack Vitell who can rotate through there too, and he was really impressive um, at a lot of points last year. But mm. they're still quite raw, these kids, and you can't necessarily rely on them to be the only ones that are um, 
depth options. So I'm just not quite sure what they do in terms of matching up against a team like Collingwood. They're going to be trialling some of their kids through the middle too, no doubt, Doc, but um, might be a very interesting battle. When you're getting first use from from Grundy, uh, we can't afford for your midfielders to be one step behind. Yeah, well, that, that's that's my that's my biggest concern about the Saints, and I said it last week, you know, you've got Jack Steele, but who's around him? Obviously, mm. Brad Crouch, we've, we've seen over the years, has, has been able to rise up to the challenge and be a great inside midfielder. <laughs> But he hasn't really come on yet at the Saints, and I'm, I'm a bit concerned about that. Sinclair had a really good year last year, of, of course, uh, playing more more outside. Maybe they trial him playing in playing a little bit more inside this year. I, I don't know. Um, a guy like Ryan Burns, who I I, I like, I I think he's I think he's a kid that's got a lot of spunk about how he plays. He's a good, mm. good he's a good link up player, good mark. But I'm not sure whether or not you play him in the midfield. Uh, I think he's. I think he's. I think he might be better suited playing half forward. Um, like I, I look at a guy like Seb Ross, uh, boys, and he, I, I think he's sort of just cruising through the motions. If I'm Brett Ratton, mm. I'd be. I'd be uh, so fixated to, to to launch a massive rocket up his ass <laughs> and tell and, and tell and tell him to lift because we all we all know that. We all know that he's a great, a great inside midfielder. I mean, uh, remember, remember a few years ago when the Saints were practically in the bottom four, he was he was probably the one bloke um, that was really lifting the midfield and 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 picking up all the slack. Now with Steele on board, he's sort of taking that back seat, and, and he seems pretty content with it. Well, what's his role? Do you think in the St Kilda side, boys, for for Seb Ross? Well, he's still. Oh, he's still, he's still... Oh, you go. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say. Well, we've seen Ross play run with roles recently because we all know mm. Steele's the, the, the premier inside mid. He goes in, gets it done. But you know, we all know that Ross can win his own fair share of clearances. Cat, mm. oh, of course, he, he's been. You know, he, he's probably dropped off a little bit um, over the past few years, but he was at one point one of the premier midfielders, inside midfielders in particular of the competition. So he's obviously capable of it. Um, whether he can do it across the whole season or whether they're, they're looking to sacrifice his role a little bit to get more time into these youngsters is, is definitely the question. Um, in terms of youngsters, I wanted to ask Miller, who do we think of the, the Pies young boys are going to be lining up in this game tomorrow? Because you'd have to say Nick Dacos is a lock. He's going to be playing yeah. <laughs> most, if not all, games across season 2022. Um, but they've got a few boys waiting in the wings who would probably love to, to get a chance um, across the, the season. I think we'll see a bit of rotisserie chicken uh, from from fly across the year because they've got plenty of <laughs> options here. Uh, yeah. So who, who do you want to see play from round one? Well, it's a, it's a big, big question, Kat, because they've got lots of great talent. Obviously, Lipinski is going to make his de- debut for his new club, which is good. Uh, Quainor sounds like he's going to be back um, along with Jeremy Howe and somebody else uh, was returning from injury. I want to see Bianco play the full year. Kat, I think last year we saw how good he was in the second half of the year when he played. Um, Kruger, obviously, is suspended. Uh, Will Kelly, uh, he needs to be fit. Uh, I think that we're all adamant that this guy's a talented young man who can play either end and will be an asset to the Collingwood Football Club if he's fit and stay on the park. But guys who want to see have a big year, Finn McRae, I think he's a young player that we're all very high of. If he's even got as much talent in Jack's pinky uh, dog <laughs> in his whole body for Finn, then he'll be an outstanding player. But... I mean, yeah, there is plenty of good options. Rex McGuinness might get an early call-up cat, given... Um, Ooh, I like that. I think that'd be a nice little take. And also, uh, Ash Johnson. He might be uh, 
putting his hand up as well. But I think that, look, there's even players, I think, like you said, throughout the year, I'd like to see Harvey Harrison get some games. I'm pretty high on him. But um, I think that the young guys that they've got in the last couple of years have developed really well. I suppose there's some questions still, Doc, around, you know, Callum Brown, who's now been in the system, obviously, a bit longer. Um, And players also like Trey Roscoe and... I think Caleb Poulter is liked, but whether he's a winger is, a, is another question. What do you think? Um, yeah, look, Caleb Poulter, I, I rate him. I think mm. he's a good sort of uh, guts and determination player. I'm not sure about him on a wing. I, th- I think he's the sort of bloke you want coming off the bench, being around stoppages, because I think that, that kid's that kid's can show a lot of something. Another bloke we haven't exactly mentioned yet is uh, Jack Ginevan, who I think yeah. showed real, showed enormous uh, signs of progress, particularly late in the year, and kicked uh, one goal too against the uh, the Giants in the practice game. And I thought, yeah, look, I think he looks like a genuine small forward. Like he just mm. knows where to be, knows where the drop of the ball is going to be. Reese would play quite well for for a kid who's you know only in his heading into his second season. So yeah. I think he needs to play round one for mine. And just on Finn McRae as well, Miller, fourteen disposals and just over a half a footy, really. I mean, I mean, I think there was a, there was a time last year I said that I reckon he could average twenty twenty five disposals a game um, in this Collingwood team if he gets the chance uh, uh, this season. But and I think he will. He'll get he'll get a good crack because mm. um, we know the sort of direction the Pies are going, and we know the sort of direction that they're that they probably what they'd like to be in maybe two to three years. We know they won't be exactly contending for a flag. Which is is baffling why Grundy's decided to stick around, but <laughs> but uh, look, I, I just want to get your thoughts on the um the Scott Pen- the Scott Embleby at halfback situation. I, I think look, I, I I saw a little bit of that replay against the Giants the other day, and I thought, yeah, look, I, I can see I can see something like that. I'm not David King though. I'm not prepared to say he's going to be an Australian halfback flanker yet. Um, but... I, I think it worked, Cap. I thought it looked all right. Yeah, look, he's, he's got to make the move eventually. You know, you can't play him in the middle forever when you've got these young boys that do want to come through. Um, whether he can make a Dyson Heppel-esque impact down there uh, remains to be seen. I think Heppel's owned the role fantastically. Um, and they do have options in the back one that they probably want in there ahead of him. But, look, it's it's not bad. I, I could almost see him going half forward too. Boys, he, he's always mm. been a fairly strong mark. Um, Pendle's not to the life of maybe a likes of a five or danger field, but he goes all right overhead. Um, he's obviously got the height on him, so could be, be a good option. Cat, well. I like that forward because it takes pressure off to Goey as the uh, other and Elliot as the other lead up forwards. But maybe they might think it might be too congested with the three of them, and then you've got your talls like Cameron or Coxie or um, whatever. I'm expecting big things out of Coxie because he, apparently he's claimed that uh, at night he can see even better with his. Uh, glasses on. So, the flash uh, sunnies, I love them. Yeah, don't know how that even works, but he said he, that he actually sees better at night, Doc, than in daytime. The sunnies. He, he's got that 1990s uh, cool dad vibe going on there with the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the sunnies, uh, Mason Cox. No, I, I like it. Um, I, I think he's, uh, look, I think he's got to play with a lot to prove. I think he was a sort of, he was basically, you know, just inches away from the from the bin last, mm. last year, Mason Cox. So, Good to see uh, Mr. McCafe give him another chance, and I'm hopefully not another chance, Doc. <laughs> yes, and uh, one uh, one croissant to go with that as well. Um, <laughs> well, who are we tipping here, boys? I think I'm going to back the Saints in for round one, just because I think the players are going to be doing a little bit more experimenting uh, coming into the early part of the season. Yeah, it's a good. I'm going to go the Saints as well. Yeah, look, I am 
Yeah, look, I'm not confident, but I will pick the Saints. I think, but look, I tell you what, if Nick Dacos gets another 31 disposal game, watch out. <laughs> he might be the hottest singer on the property market when he's, he's out there. He's bloody going to be a great player. Uh, well, the, 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 the stocks on Nick Dacos already are already launching over 100, 100 bucks a share. Uh, <laughs> he's probably reaching about 99% super coach ownership at this point as well, Miller, I'm sure. Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty popular, to say the least. <laughs> Let's say, look, you want to do a little bit of a special segment here, Alex Miller. Looking, uh, You've chosen a 22. Um, explain it to our listeners what we're going to be looking at with this this group of players. So we've got a bunch of uh, lads here that obviously played uh, last year and have either experienced injuries or down form or have just uh, a bit off the pace from where they were last year. But I've devised the 22 of uh, guys who I think are going to respond well. There's some senior players, there's some second or third year players uh, in the mix. So uh, we're going to go from the back line. Um, in the back line, we've got Mitch Hinge. I think that he'll uh, he'll bounce back uh, and he'll be important uh, for the Crows this year. I've also got Will Day when fit. Uh, obviously, he'll be a big part. And Josh Battle, I think, is a guy who, uh, looking to get back on the path for the full season, will be very good to see him back and much needed for the Saints. Uh, at halfback, I've got Ed Richards, uh, Mitch McGovern, and uh, Kieran Coleman uh, for uh, Brisbane. I think that he'll take up the Grant virtual role, Doc, uh, quite nicely. So I think he's a, a big improver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. I mean, it'll be. I mean, I hope he gets back in. I think he did his hamstring pretty badly in the in the preseason game against the Dogs. So, look, mm. fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. He he comes back. I uh, hopefully before mid year. Yes. Because I, 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 I I'm with you. I love how he plays the game. I think he extremely quick and he just manages to just hit, hit his targets and, and take the game on. We love we love that here at A3. We do. We do love that. In the centre, I've got Tommy Sparrow. You know, boys, I'm a big fan of him. Jai oh, Caldwell, yes. Cat, will bring a big smile to your face. I think, as yes. you've mentioned many times, on and off air, he's due for a very big year and it's going to prove to the Giants, to the Bomber supporters and to the competition why he was drafted so high and will become a premier midfielder in the comp. James Warple as well, boys, also makes up the centre line. I think that Warps has been up and down due to Tom Mitchell and O'Meara, but I think Warps is going to say, look, look here, Sammy, I'm not going to be a half-forward anymore. I'm going to be a good midfielder, and I'll prove to you why. Speaking of the <laughs> half-forwards, uh, we've got Zach Butters, Jake Riccardi at centre-half-forward, and Liam Baker. I think Riccardi's a big one that we've all talked about and I think he'll have a strong year. And then full-forwards, we've got uh, Isaac Heaney, obviously signed the big extension, and it's going to prove that he's worth every bit of the coin. Oscar Allen, uh, probably not top 10 player in the comp, Campbell brand new goose. Uh, but we'll definitely, Over Norton. <laughs> but we'll definitely, oh. boys, I think, be one of the uh, most improved key forwards in the comp in terms of their personal development. He'll have a great year um, if he gets played down there, uh, which we discussion. Jade Gresham, a guy, as I mentioned, coming back from injury, and I hope that he has a very strong year. For the followers, we've got Tommy DeConing, who uh, just builds week after week and game after game. So oh, he's going to be great. I like it, uh, Doc, for, for the Blues. Caleb Sarong, been hyped up by just about everyone everywhere, but I'm pretty sure we started the train here. So uh, he'll have a great, strong year. Uh, and Hugh Greenwood, who <laughs> he's got – he stat-wise might not be most improved, but he's got a point to prove, boys, I think, to the Suns that he's going to show them why you can't just deal with somebody like him and get away with it. He's going to make a point. Uh, there on the bench we got Luke Foley from West Coast. I think uh, he'll have a strong year given Brad Shepherd's out, and he'll be one to improve stats and for the team. Jason Johannes and Doc, I think he'll have a great year. Possibly kick twenty goals as a small forward. I think that he's got the uh, creativity and apparently been going very well preseason. Matty Rao, 
the man with the tucked in shorts and the beautiful ginger head to go along with the orange jersey boys. He is definitely going to bounce back. I think he'd be personally disappointed with his injuries how last year went. And then to wrap up the bench, uh, Max Holmes from Geelong. By all accounts, had a massive preseason, put on a bit of muscle as well, so he'll be strong. And then as a sub, I don't like to do a sub, but I thought I might as well do one. It's going to be Finn McRae, who we just spoke about. Get him in a full game, and he'll average 25 a game. So that is the team uh, of players that I think you get a bounce back and respond and, and prove a point to everyone. Big fan of that, Miller. Uh, you made some good choices there, mate. And uh, if any of these boys come off, you're going to look like a genius. So... <laughs> Maddie Rails, <laughs> look like an idiot. No, I, so. <laughs> I don't know if you boys saw that article that came out during the week about Matty Rails struggling with osteitis pubis last mm. year as well, and the poor kid just cannot catch a break with with injury. I really hope he gets a clean run at it throughout this year because if yeah. he does, we know what sort of special talent he can be. hundred um, oh, percent. And the Suns will want him fit and firing, but we'll get a little bit to the Suns later because they're on Sunday. We'll tuck into the Saturday games now, boys coming up. First up, of course, is my mob taking on Geelong at the MCG. I'd love to know how this is a country game in the heart of Melbourne, but uh, <laughs> they decided to call it that once again. Uh, I'm bullish on my boys this year. As we as we said in the preseason predictions, I've got them in the, the bottom bracket of the eight, so I think we can bounce back and do a similar thing to last year. But this is a big test, boys, coming in. They're never easy to, to fight off at the start of the year. Geelong, we saw Adelaide do it last year, which was spectacular. Uh, getting over them, and we, we all got a bit excited about what they might do in 2021, but uh, I'd love to see my boys do the same. I think we've got some very, very crucial matchups coming in here, and of course, we've talked about them all off-season, Doc, and, and the forward line is going to be really, really crucial to this game, how we select going in, how they match up. I think Baldwin's locked in for a spot. We were talking a bit before off-air that Nick Martin might be coming in as well. I'd love to see both of those boys get a chance in this round one game. Well, there might be every chance that Kane Baldwin gets a game because Harry Jones isn't going to be available until you know towards the mid season with that ankle injury. So, <sighs> yeah, look, and 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 Zach Reed's not not available either, so you can't you can't throw him down forward. Um, and Jake Stringer, what what whether or not he get he gets up? So yeah. it's already look it's already um oh look it's not 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 promising, but look I think. We, we talked about the, the improvement of players like Draper and Parrish mm. last year and, and even to a lesser extent, Nick Hind, who came across from the Saints. Um, and I think there there is – you, you can see not even – like even when they were losing games early in the year, uh, there was a big buy-in, significant buy-in from what Truck Rutten wanted to wanted to do with this team. And what they what they like to do is, is that they do like to take the game on. This, in respect, I, th- I look back to that win against the Dogs last year, uh, late in the year, and there was a lot of – a lot of Melbourne in terms of trying to just play chaos football, you know, through the middle, and they man- and they managed and they managed to smash them in the clearances when they do it. So, I think that's going to be key for for your mob against the cats uh, against the cats, cat. <laughs> I think also, cat. Well, I think I'd like to get your view on is how, how the midfield matches up against Geelong's. Obviously, very strong and experienced lineup with Duncan Guthrie. Uh, Dangerfield and, and and the likes of that. So, what type of matchups do you see the Dons going with? Yeah, it's obviously going to be important, and I think we're still working out our best midfield structure too. Mm. Um, where where we play Caldwell and Shield, I think will be really important. Um, Caldwell Shoney can really benefit from an outside role, so maybe he starts along the wing or through the centre, but playing more of a an outside role, as I said. But yeah, I, I'm I'm always concerned when we play the Cats because the midfield battle is always a hard one. 
Um, we saw them play a few boys like Parfit, obviously, through there, who's always laying that, that tackling pressure in the, the practice games. Um, so he's one I'd look out for. He might be doing a bit of a run-with role with, with Parrish on Merritt, um, someone like that. Uh, I'm just hoping that, look, it, we've got the talent in there, obviously. We, we saw how well those two boys I just mentioned did last year. Mm. Um, and we always like to rotate a little bit through. I was speaking about that in the last episode that we've shown we can rotate players along. You know, McGrath will be probably starting off the halfback flank, but he'll get a run through the middle, no doubt. Langford as well between the forward line and the middle. Archie Perkins, uh, well, he might be spending a bit more time up forward because of the, the yeah. outs we've got in there. Um, but I think we've got that the differences between the two sides of the youth versus the experience. So I think we've just got to look to be using more of that outside pace, which Geelong don't have. And we've shown that we, we certainly can work to that. Merritt's kicking so direct inside 450. Yeah. Just feeding the ball out to him as much as possible as well is going to be important. So um, definitely a matchup there. I think, like we said, if we can get that that burning, the pace on the outside, we'll look a lot better for it. Um, yeah. The back line's about the, 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 the area I'm most confident in. I'm not sure he matches up on Hawkins or, or Jezza. Uh, Laverne might have a big game on his hands here and Jimmy Stewart too. So. Do you think you'll see Draper dropping back a, a lot, Cam? Oh, maybe. He's, he does like to get behind the footy a bit. Draper, I'm not sure who we're going to run as our, our second ruck option. Nicky Bryan might be the go. I think Andrew Phillips is still on the sidelines. Don't okay. quote me on that. But, yeah, he, um, might, he, might, he might be dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if he's Aaron Francis or not. Um, Francis <laughs> is still a big question mark. He's gone down with about three mm. different injuries already to start the season. So don't know what's going on there. Um, but I, I am confident. I think we match up well against the Cats usually. Um, and I think if we want to be taken as a serious threat, we have to win this one. But uh, the the forward line power does worry me. No Gary Rowan, it looks like, for the Cats at least. So one less yeah. player do, do to worry you, about. Do, do, do you roll the dice on Nick Cox because of his height and play, play more as a key forward in this game? Oh, it's, <laughs> I don't know. We, 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 we know he's quick. We know we know he's tall, and he can mm. and he and he can pluck it. He can pluck a grab. You know, we know Geelong's backline isn't overly tall. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm almost more saying we should run Waterman as a third tall as opposed to getting Cox in there because Cox I like around the ground, um, and Waterman's so strong that he can actually influence marking contests, even if he does have five or ten centimeters on his defender. So I, I like Cox around the ground too much. I wouldn't want to confine him up forward. I think Wright, Baldwin, and Waterman, while not ideal, <laughs> might be able to get the job done. It's a hard backline to crack, though, so that might just be a bit of praying and hoping there from me. I don't know, boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think that the backline, they do a good job, Cat, of chopping each other out and helping. I feel like Essendon have always done a great job of that for a long time, regardless of the lineup. So, mm. look, yes, it might be a bit scary for Paul Verde to look like a little bull ant uh, as he's stepped on by Tom <laughs> Hawkins. But, look, with that all in mind, given your predictions, both of you, on Geelong, I hope that you don't tip them because... Uh, that would be confusing. Uh, but I am going to go the Cats, uh, but it will be a three-point margin uh, by the Dons. Mm. I think they'll push it close. I think I'm going to back yeah, the Cats look. as well, boys. Um, I'm just oh. worried without Jones in there and matching up on Cameron and Hawkins is going to be very, very hard. I think if, if Stringer gets up for this game, Bombers win for mine. Well, up out of um, bed. 
oh, just just yeah, just gets up out, just gets up in general. You know, who, 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 who knows where he's at at this time of morning? Um, no, I will I will stand by my call about the cats uh, slipping, and I will bet and I will back the bombers. I think they you can cover a guy like Stringer to a degree. I think mm. midfield wise, you, you I think midfield wise, you, you've got great depth. I've never shied away from that fact. I spoke about it last week, just briefly about the bombers depth being very good. Jake Kelly is another one, boys. I, I'd mm. like to see play. I think mm. he's a. I'm not sure what his situation is. I think he. I think he'll be right for round one. Yeah, uh, I think we just rested him. No, it was concussion. Concussion is what it was while he was out. So he should be right to go. Yeah, yeah, no, touch what he, he'll be fine because I think he'll have a great, uh, he'll have a big job on either Cameron or, or Hawkins for mine. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, Kelly, I, I, Kelly probably plays a bit smaller than that, Doc. I wouldn't be too too certain on that. If Kelly's got the, if Kelly's got the pace, he'll he'll go he'll go with Cameron for mine. Um, I think I'll, I'll back the Bombers in, boys, because uh, I I just don't know oh. where this cat's, te- I just don't know where this cat's team will be at uh, round one. Well, people tipping us makes me very, very nervous here. Let's move on to <laughs> the Battle of the Bridge, boys. The Giants and the Swans rematching for that elimination final. Can we read the one for the one triple O? Yes, no, I'm not. I'm not happy with it either, Miller. But that's what they're calling it, and that's what we're going to go with as well. Where's this game being played? That's uh, uh, Stadium, Stadium, Stadium yeah, Australia. Yeah, Stadium Australia. So, for, formerly known as ANZ Stadium, for those that right. just don't do not know what a core stadium means. No, so I'm not. curious yeah. if they're hoping yeah. on Buddy kicking his thousandth here and getting as many people in pos- as possible to witness it. Now, he'd have to kick a little bit of a bag, and I don't know if the Giants are going to be overly keen on that because they're going to be out to win this game again. And oh, they're very, the they're, they're very stingy. Uh, they're a very stingy defense, aren't they, Cat? I mean, we we spoke we spoke a lot about them last uh, last year about you know guys like Connor Ryden, guys like oh who else have we got? Who else have we got here? The idiots, uh, Sam Taylor, uh, <laughs> Sam Taylor, uh, you know, finding his form once again, and 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 a guy like James Buckley who won't play until the mid year uh, as he comes back from ACL. But I thought for the first half of twenty twenty one, did some beautiful things in, in defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think their back line was a really big focus last year, as you said. Doc, um, they're still missing Toby Green. It's going to be very important up forward, Miller, who comes mm. in and benefits and makes up for those goals that he's going to be uh, without. Obviously, uh, Brent Daniels is not going to be likely available either, so that's another small that they're not going to have around. Jesse Hogan they're still sweating on, so the forward line might be a worry coming into this match. Yeah, I totally agree, Ken. I think that um, definitely, it definitely is a little bit of a concern for sure. I think that the matchup in the middle will really decide this game because I think that both forwards and backs match up really nicely against each other for both sides. And um, as well, the ruck battle, Doc, I don't know how I see this going. Obviously, Proust suspended, um, which means Briggsy might say, hello, I'm actually going to be able to play ruck for the full game instead of in the back pocket. So... Um, with Laddams and uh, the big hickey, it'd be tough for, for Briggsy. Yeah, well, it will be. I mean, we I think we know Flynn. I think if you base it on the preseason, I think Flynn's going to be the number one ruck. Um, mm. I, I honestly love sort of the extra dimensions he brings about his game. I think as a lead-up forward, he, he goes all right, marks well. Uh, we saw against Collingwood that he was able to extract clearances out of stoppage, which is very important in any rucks game. Yeah. Um, 
so look, trying to find that second tall. I hope it's Briggsy because we, I think he, he brings a lot of mongrel to the table. Um, and sort of when you talk about the the goal scoring options, obviously Green's not going to play. I look at a player like Tim Taranto as, as as a big key player to look out for in this game because. In the, particularly towards the back end of last year, we saw Taranto float forward, and I've been a big critic of how he kicks the footy at times. I think he just sort of throws on the boot without genuinely thinking. But mm. as an inside midfielder, you don't have a lot of time to think. But as a forward, he looks like he's just got a natural sense of where the goals are. Yeah. Mm. No, definitely, yeah. Doc. And <laughs> when we look at this game, there's not going to be anything more important than the matchup with with Buddy, of course, because he has, he's going to be chasing that 1,000 game. A thousand goals, sorry. Um, One thousand games. <laughs> a magical yeah, fossil yeah. at that point. <laughs> Man's yeah, out of got... ash and bone by that stage, I thought. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to be waiting until probably uh, twenty fifty four to uh, <laughs> to see him get get a thousand get to a thousand games. But he'll be bionic body by that point, and he'll have all his <laughs> limbs replaced with metal. But Santel's what... obviously done a great job on him in that matchup uh, in previous matches, so that'll be the one to watch. I tell you what, Cat. Do not discount the the, uh, the thought of Gil McLaughlin taking Buddy into the uh, the operation room and just getting him a few bionic limbs to keep him going for another another little while. Because I look, I, I think it, it's definitely got some legs there. I thought you were going to say don't count Gil out from getting the sniper and taking out Sam Taylor himself while he's uh, <laughs> in the one on one contest with him. Oh, dear. Yeah, look, yeah. Well, look, I won't, won't discount that either because I think Gil will do anything to get that uh, that thousand goal tally over the over the line, and uh, we all know how good <laughs> we all know how good Sam Taylor is. Almost a bit of longest yard operations, Miller. <laughs> a little bit going on with that. Um, but look, I think I think Buddy might get it this week. Just quietly, boys. I reckon he'll, he'll hit the big thousand. Has yeah. to be this week, surely. It's got to be. You reckon? What are we going for a tip in this one, boys? <sighs> I'm going to go with the Giants. Oh, Giants. I think they've just had a better preseason, Doc. I I do know you're going to go to the Swans, and I do somewhat agree, but I think the Giants, the midfield looks bloody good. Look, I I think I like the all-round talent of the Swans more. I think... Hmm. Just, I think forward line, I think they've got a lot of good scoring options. We saw the Swans been able to utilise... so many different avenues to goal. We know Heaney kicked four goals against North in the practice game. Hmm. Logan McDonald looks like he's gonna he's gonna take his game up to another level. Um, Hayden McLean kicked two three, um, and of course you've got the, uh, the the wee man Errol Gould, and he's looking like he's looking like it. He's looking he's looking like he belongs in country New South Wales. That bloody mullet he's rocking at the moment. El Bogan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like, I, I like I like this one. I think Hickey will have a big game, boys. All right, I like that call. Uh, I'm going to go with the Swans as well. I think they'll do it. They always look a little bit worse off without Toby Green, the Giants, so I think it might be a bit of a rough patch to start the season. The last game on the Saturday, boys, Brisbane and Port Adelaide, a battle of two top four sides from 2021. Obviously, these two teams both would have liked to make it all the way, but both going out in an unfortunate, heartbreaking way Port at the hands of the doggies getting absolutely thumped, and the lions also at the hands of the doggies, <laughs> the giant killers last year, Doc. Yeah, well, no. Look, if you ask the Brisbane Lions supporters, I think they'll they'll tell you that they were robbed at gunpoint, uh, <laughs> as, as opposed to uh, getting you know getting taken out. Um, no, look, look. I don't want to talk about that game. I talk about this game. I think the lions. We I, I have I have them. At, 
I have them in that top two last week for a reason. I think they're a, mm. a, a tremendous scoring team. I think midfield-wise, very, very good. I mean, obviously the big three of uh, Neil, Lyons, and, and um, oh, geez, who's the other bloke? Um, <laughs> Uh, there, there, there was another one. I can't, I can't think of the name of them. Uh, McCluggage. Sorry, that's yes. the other one. Human. Um, yeah, Hugh McCluggage. Um, can't believe I didn't, didn't remember him. And, <laughs> and as well, a guy like Zach Bailey, who we've just sung the praises on so, so often you know, over the course of the last twelve months, boys. I think he's he's another player who's ready to uh to make that make that next step up. Whether or not he's going to play more. Midfield, maybe like say seventy thirty as a midfield forward, or whether or not he plays that balanced fifty fifty uh, versatile option. I, I, I'm very very buoyant on the Lions' chances this year. Or both teams having to go into this game without their spearheads. Miller obviously Dixon sitting out the early part of the year, and Eric Hipwood still on the recovery back from his ACL middle part of the season. It should look like for him, and hopefully we do get to see him back as soon as possible. Um, they both had to restructure their forward lines a little bit. We saw Mitch Georgiatis really stand up mm. in the practice game for the power, so he might be the man to look to in the early part of the year. They've obviously got Jeremy Finlayson in there now too, um, so they should hopefully uh, be looking all right up there without the big dicks. The big dick? Yeah, he's a dickhead. Um, <laughs> look, I think... Uh, nah, he's all right, Charles. He's not great. I think it will be interesting, Cat, because I think that... Are they going to try and push Georgie Adams more up the ground or are they going to send him to stay at home or is it going to be Finlayson? Who's going to be playing that role of the deeper mm. forward will be really interesting. I think Tom Marshall is a guy that we're all pretty uh, high on and I think that he'll have a strong year. And actually sounds a bit silly, but I think without Dixon, he might excel a bit more. I think that there'll be more opportunity for him to get into those scoring spots instead of being the link-up man, Doc, who oh, we're, we all like Toddy Marshall and I think that Kenneth loves him. Um, so I think that he'll have a strong year this year and hopefully a, a big round one. Well, I, I, it's been my biggest criticism of Port uh, for the last couple of years is I think they, they look towards Charlie Dixon too much. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, Todd Marshall, I, I do love how he goes about it. Sometimes can be a little bit blasé with how he attacks the contest, but I think when you look at an overall talent scheme of things, I think he's a, I think he's a very, very good player and, It'll be, it will be interesting to see who plays deeper forward. I think Finlayson's got a very good uh, running running ability, so I don't. Th- I think he's wasted when you play him as a deep. I think he's better when you sort of play him as a centre-half forward. I like Georgiadis a lot. I think he's yeah. going to be a. I think he's going to be a player that's going to be just. I think he's going to explode to a forty-goal season if mm. he plays every game, stays fit. Um, so I, I just want to say as well before the, the the other bike I forgot to mention was actually Dane Zorko. So I think he's going to be touch and go um, with his ankle. So yeah, I, I'm very very look. The Lions team we know is going to be very good. This Port team, I think. Look, I said last week I think they've got a great balance of kids and and experience. And we've seen Alia Alia emerge as an All Australian mm. last year. Darcy Byrne Jones had a pretty um had a pretty solid hit out against the Crows. Looks like he's actually been working on his kicking because we because I think everybody sort of lambasted him as one of the worst kicks in the comp. I know you are very, very critical of him, Alex Miller. Understatement of the century, God. Uh. <laughs> Looking back no, at, um, at this matchup last year, boys, Charlie Cameron got completely off the chain and, and kicked four. I don't know if they really have a, a small defensive matchup for him, um, Miller, because obviously Hamish Hartlett was the bloke that was getting those jobs um, for the, the better part of the last decade. And um, he's obviously made his way back to the Sandful now and 
um, is no longer around the team. You never know with these COVID fill-ups if he might find his way back. But um, they they've got a, a fair bit of a fair bit to think about when it comes to matching up with him because Port have those those smaller mm. guys that are rebounding and and intercepting and that kind of thing. But I don't know if they have necessarily a, a one-on-one small defender. That's a great point. Look, I think that there's lots of talk about who's going to play that role. I think that obviously, as you mentioned, Kat, they're absolutely stacked with rebounding defenders like Lockie Jones, Riley Bonner, Van Houston, the likes of those guys. There's been a lot of talk that Lockie Jones might become more one-on-one given his size at his age. Um, so he might play a bit more of a lockdown. But I think as well, Kat, that they, they still lack a real strong key back. I think that it sounds like the plan is once Dixon returns that Finlayson will return down back. But I don't know if, you know, the Crows are able to, uh, sorry, Port are able to combat the potential tall forward line of the Crows because even though, like, Tex isn't playing, but if they're Rock Boys, Silthorpe, Himmelberg and Fogarty, there's going to be issues for the Port defence. Oh, don't, don't tell me you're predicting an early season showdown uh, win for the Crows. Well, I, 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 I'll, I'm going to give my tip now. Yes, I am. <laughs> he's, going two, he's going two weeks early for that one. I don't mind it. Ken has fallen asleep oh. at the wheel, Cat, and he's about to crash the team bus into Matty Nix's uh, room, and Nixie's going to give him a uh, noogie instead of a... Uh, Nixie always getting the one on his bald head. He'll say, hey, Kenneth, come here, mate. Give you one of these. So, well, I, know, I, think... I, know, I know you like to make the big calls, Miller. So are you going to tip the Lions in this game and say Port are going 1-2 to start the season? Because surely they beat the Hawks, but you're going for a showdown loss as well. I'm going, yeah, I, I think so. Yep. Ooh, jeez. Oh, Alex Miller. They've got the Ds the week after that too. One three to start the year. One and one, one and three. Look, I tell you what, Port's, any Port supporters listening to this, uh, direct all your verbal vitriol to Alex Miller. We, I don't want any part of this. Um, having said that, I, I think Port. Look, we, we've seen. I've seen them play against Brisbane a couple of times over the last few years. I think they really struggle mm. at the Gabba. Mm. And, That's right, they do. And even with that Hipwood duck, I think that I mean. Get Daniel Merritt out there; he'll sort him out. I think that the uh, Daniel Merritt. <laughs> I think that, I think the Brisbane are just going to be too far well equipped forward of the ball, Doc. Yeah, well, look, it's interesting you mentioned your defence because yeah, I, look, Jonas we know is a really a really hard bastard to beat in a one on one. Trent McKenzie, I think, is very underrated with his one on one work, but against against players like Danaher or Norton last year, for example, mm. he got exposed quite a fair bit through his size. Mm. Um, so. I, I look at that defensive line, and it's a good point. I mean, Aaliyah Aaliyah sort of got shoved out the door by Josh Shackey, who can't even body his own mum out of a contest. So um, I, I think, oh, look, this this Brisbane Lions team, look, I am very buoyant about this Lions team. I think they've got a lot of exciting young talent coming through the ranks. I think Dev Robertson, hopefully he gets more games this year because I think mm. he's a kid that should that we've all spoken about highly over the last few years. Mm. He's a kid that deserves a chance and... Look against the look in a in a Brisbane team that's got you know quite a sizable depth of midfield options. He's not not he's not getting that chance to really take it with both hands. Well, it'll be interesting as well, Cap, because we're expected to see Cam Rayner play increased midfield minutes. Yeah, I yeah I suppose on that take, what type of structure do they go at the middle? Because obviously they've got the great ball winners of Lions, the Neil. Um, and McCluggage on the wing, as we've mentioned. Um, Zach Bailey is documented as well. I'd like to see more midfield time. So they're, they're stacked in a good way. 
Yeah, you can definitely rotate through. It's a good problem to have is when you've got all these guys that can push through the middle. And they were quite a strong midfield team last year. We talked about their forward line a lot, but um, through the middle as well, those guys were always racking it up. And without Zorko, you've got those guys that have got mm. a chance to get in there as well. Um, whether they shuffle around some of the older boys and give some of the younger boys a chance, Mitch Robinson's 32. Do you give a guy like Robertson um, more of a chance along the wing or do you push Daniel Rich out of the team every other week to, to maybe get one of these oh. young boys in? You know, that oh, they're yeah. still in the premiership window, so you want to get the best boys on the park. And obviously yeah. Rich was outstanding last year. Um, you, you, but... can't, you, can't, you can't shove Daniel Rich out of the team. No, no, not suggesting on form or anything like that, Doc. But We're saying, might, give him out. He might, he might start needing a rest every now and then if his uh, big grooming lease starts to get a bit older. Cat says you're old, piss off. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting because they have to balance out that, that depth with mm. the, the older boys and they are still such a young team down the line. So there's definitely questions, like you said, there, Miller with around that. But let's give a tip, boys. Uh, we know Miller's tipping the lines because he said piss off port. Um, but <laughs> I think I might well, handle the lines too because the Gabba is a fortress, as we always say, um, and they're going to want to make it that from, from round one here. Just quickly, yeah. Doc, sorry, before you give your tip, I just would like to – I know we're not going to be able to get the stand-up right now, but I think it would be interesting, Kat, to read into what is Port's average score without Charlie Dixon because I reckon it would be average of 50, if not lower. That's Ooh. all we're going to say. We'll dig up the stats for after round one and we'll see if your prediction is right there. Yeah, well, something, something for us to do uh, off air uh, in the next week, Miller. Um, look, I like the Lions a lot here. I think, as you've said, Gab is a fortress. I'm not entirely sold about how Port want to play the game and just how how I think Joe Danaher, if he, if he can kick a big bag, Port are going to really struggle. Mm. So sticking with the guns there, Miller. <laughs> that is a Lions locked in. Yeah, I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with the Lions. Alrighty. We've got another 22 to roll out as well, boys. This time Doc's given us a crack into the players to look out for in 2022. So Miller's gone with the, the boys bouncing back, Doc, but you've got a little bit of a different angle here. Yeah, well, this is probably more of a generic view on things. You know, players to bounce back, players to have a much improved year, just play, just play, and players that I just really, really enjoy like uh, watching. So, look, we'll... I won't waste any time. Let's take a look at the uh, the back line. I've got starting in the back pocket a player that I've already talked about. I think I've already talked about quite a few of these boys already. But Jake Kelly from the Bombers is a player that I'm very very interested in having a look at. Mm-hmm. I think towards the back end of of his time at Adelaide, I think he was a player that yeah, I think he can play on talls and smalls because he's he's that good size of one ninety centimeters, but he can also sort of and he can he's that sort of versatile lockdown defensive option. So. Who he plays on, providing he plays on uh, Saturday night on Saturday against the Cats, will be very interesting. Uh, I've got Adam Tomlinson at fullback for Melbourne. Obviously, the uh, he played he played in the uh, the practice game. He mouthed off to the umpire and and gave away and gave away one of one of about five hundred fifty meter penalties. So, um, no, but it's fantastic seeing him back from from his knee reconstruction. Mm. I thought, yeah, you know, before that he looked like he was actually finding his spot in the team as that as that third tall defender behind May and Lever. So if he can if he can find that that groove back, then I think this D's team's gonna be just as unstoppable as it was last year. Uh, on the back pocket I've got a player that I dubbed as an all Australian last week in Will Powell. Um, I think he's a player that severely slept on by a lot of people outside of Queensland and the fact that he finished in the top two of the Suns best and fairest last year, I think speaks volumes internally about the work he does both as an interceptor, a one-on-one defender, a little bit of rebounding as well. 
good player, one to watch out for for mine. Halfback, I've got Jordan Dawson, uh, a player that we all love here at A3. And I asked the question last week, what, can he win games off his own boot? What can he do to make sure Adelaide get an extra couple of wins on the board? Hmm. I think having him create off halfback alongside a guy like Brody Smith, this Adelaide team sort of can be a little bit like Sydney was last year and, and be that team that can really, you know, click with their foot with their disposals by foot. So, um, as we all know, big fan of Jordan Dawson. Hope he gets hope hope he gets a, a clean run at it this year. Yeah. Another player, another player I touched on a little bit last week was Aiden Core, centre half back at North Melbourne. Didn't only played the one game, severely hampered by injury last year, but I think. We saw Mackay. I think Mackay had a really good season, but mm. struggled a little bit. And Josh Walker looked about as slow as old boots. So <laughs> having a guy like Aiden Court, I think, can help really structure that defensive unit really, really well. I look forward to seeing him play yeah. uh, in 2022. And rounding out my uh, backs is is a player that I dubbed as a, as a rising star Smokey last week, Heath Chapman. Uh, as we know, he's a good size, 190 plus. He's a great... Uh, he's a great lockdown defender. He can, he's also a good intercept defender, good rebounder. He's also he's got basically all the tools to be a really good defender in the comp. And if he can get a clean run at it this year, then I have no doubt that he'll be at least top three in in the rising star count this year. Mm. So to the midfield, I've got starting starting ruck. I've got Max Lynch uh, from Hawthorne. Um, not entirely sure what he's been able to do this this preseason, but I think the Hawks need a number one ruck option, and they. Sort out Lynch as, as as a guy that can be that option. We saw we saw him last year against Max Gorn in the Queen's Birthday game. Really, uh, really, really take him to task. So I, I I think Lynch will get every opportunity early in the year to really cement himself as the number one ruck at the Hawks. Uh, also starting the square, we've got a guy that we've already touched on, Jai Caldwell. I think if he stays fit, he plays almost every game. Um, I think he's a guy that can both win his ball on the outside and win on the inside. He's going to be a very... He, he adds he adds another another dimension to your midfield unit, Cap. He's going to be a player that mm. I, I'm i really, really excited to see. Liam Baker at the Tigers, uh, Miller. I've oh, got him yes. starting in the square for mine. And Ooh. look, we've seen him... We've seen Dimmer in the last 12 months sort of play him all around the place, half forward, half back, in the guts. I really like him playing predominantly in the guts because I think he's a guy that just goes to work, wins his own footy, doesn't, and he's got that burst of speed that can actually really power away through stoppage. And he's a guy that I'm really – I really like what he brings to the table at Richmond, and I think he'll – Look behind a guy, behind guys like Dusty. What, whether or not Trent Cotchin plays many games is, is another question as well. And we all know what Shy Bolton can do can do in the midfield as well. Mm. He's just a player that I think can will be uh, overlooked through the um through the star power in the Richmond midfield. Also in the square, I've got Taron Thomas. Um, last year, sort of sort of saw him playing more as a half forward sort of option. I think this year is the year that we really need to see him playing more predominantly in the midfield. Could average 25, 26 disposals a game, maybe half a dozen clearances as well. It's how he uses the ball, though, that wins me over. He's just such a silky skilled, you know, user of the footy, and we've seen it countless times. We we talk about the uh, the, the the problems of disconnect between defence and forward, uh, sorry, forward and midfield, as as a problem for a lot of teams. But he's a guy that that fixes the problems of the kick of the footy. So we go down to the forward line. Uh, we start at half forward with a guy that I've already dubbed as an All-Australian and I think maybe about 75% of the uh, the, the football journalist uh, 
fraternity have also dubbed as an All Australian, uh, Zach Bailey. I think he's a guy. I think he's a guy that can average easily twenty and two, twenty disposals, two goals, probably about five clearances a game as well. I can see him playing seventy thirty mm. midfield forward time, and that thirty percent forward time, he can he can kick goals at the drop of a hat. Centre half forward, I have Mitch Georgiatis. I already described it. I think he can kick forty goals if he stays fit. I think he, and especially with Dixon out in the early goings of the season, it's going to be very important for our Port's chances going forward. A player that we haven't talked about yet from the Saints, Cooper Sharman. I've got a half forward. Yes, Coops had we a strong him. back. Had a strong back end of the of the uh, the twenty twenty one season. Or just always seemed to find the right spots to to line up, set himself up for goals. I think he's a player that if the Saints get enough footy forward of centre, he's a guy that can do serious damage. So I've got him there. Josh Rochelle is another one of my uh, one of my rising oh, star yes. picks. Uh, he's in the forward pocket for mine the Adelaide at the Adelaide Football Club. Just loved what he's been able to do over over the preseason. His leading patterns are extraordinary. His football smarts. He knows where to be at the drop of the footy. I think he's a guy that he can he can really impact for the Crows, and I no doubt he'll play round one. There's not a doubt. Uh, full forward for mine. I've got Oscar Allen from the West Coast Eagles. Now this is going to be big. Not a top ten player though, Doc. Not, no, not a top ten player. Be lucky if he even cracked top twenty five. Uh, but I think he, especially with the with the injury to Darling now, he's he's going to be so important. And I don't like him seeing uh, Simpson play him at half back. Or I mean, pinching in the rock. Yeah, okay, maybe get 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 him get him a touch of the get him a kick of the footy if you, if you need to. But he, it's it's his it's his marking hands that's going to be very important. Like we need we need sticky mitts in that forward fifty for the West Coast. Yeah. Rounding out the forward six, I've got a guy called Nathan Fife. Now <laughs> he he kicked six twenty one last year, playing predominantly in, as a forward. His kicking sucks, but the rest of his game is very very good as a forward. He leads well. We all know he's a great marking player, uh, especially with with we all know Tabner's not going to play now. But I think. With uh, the big Kahuna, mm. they, they, they can they can form a, a really lethal combination in the Ford Fifty and the other guys as well, like 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 Mickey Walters, like uh, I don't know what Liam Henry's going to be. I think he's going to play more half back now, isn't he? Yeah, he played a little bit of it last year. I like to yeah. see him get some more midfield time as well. Liam Henry, pretty high on him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and rounding out my bench, we've got some good players in here. Um, Zach Butters from Port's going to be a very, very huge one. He had a massive game, massive game in the in the preseason against Adelaide. Was uh, All Australian squad of forty. Not sure how, but he did it a couple of years ago. But I think you look at what he's been able to achieve uh, the last well, this past off season. He's ready to go. I think he's a he's an explosive player. Uh, Ed Richards, we've talked about Miller. At, uh, mm. He's my defensive. Uh, Bench rotation here. I think again, a lot of people at the doggies camp are talking highly about how how well he's trained, how injury, how how clean how clean of a run he's got in terms of injury. Mm. He's a player that I think. Well, look, we've we've seen him play him across a number of a number of areas, half back, half forward, probably the ruck, knowing Bevo. But I, I think he could he could seriously play. He could, he could link up on a wing easily. Yeah, easily. I've got backing up Max Lynch, Tim English uh, at the Dogs as well. It needs a big year. Definitely out of contract. There's a lot. Of, look, I'm going to say this. I'm sick of hearing these idiots talk about, oh, he's being linked to a move to WA or Josh Dunkley being linked to a move to SA because their netball girlfriends play netball uh, over there. You know, who, who cares? Buddy, Adam Trelaw's proven last year that you know mm. his, wife, his wife playing up in Queensland, it's not a big deal. They... they, they 
I think Tim English. Look, there's a lot of lot of word that he's happy where he is, and if he's happy, he'll he'll absolutely destroy Luke Jackson on, on, uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> um, and rounding out the bench, I've got Corey Durden, a player that I've been oh, yeah. quite high on since the uh, the 2020 draft year. A guy that didn't get a clean run at it last year, but I think his his awareness, his game sense, his goal sense, his his speed, and his, and his finishing abilities at Carlton is just going to be so important to the Blues going forward. Yeah. No, fantastic shouts, Doc. Especially well, the young boys. Very keen to see what many of them can do across this year. Josh Shelley's already our South Australian son, so we are going to claim him <laughs> throughout the rest of the year. Uh, we've ticked over the Almark boys, so we might just do some quickies for the Sunday games and knock them out very quickly. Hawthorne and North Melbourne, boys, what is the key to victory for these sides? Start with you, Miller. What is the key to victory for or whoever you think you get a tip? Well, I think for both teams who have the way they want to get a win, the Hawthorne's midfield is going to have to get on top early. They're going to have to prove that with Mitchell and Amira back in the fold and guys like Warple and the young guys like Wood and Connor McDonald, Cat, that if they can get the jump on a team that's going to be without Ben Cunnington and whatnot, that will be key. But... I think as well, for North to win, they need their forwards to be firing. I want to see Zerha have a really big game. Larky had a strong year last year. But also as well, guys like Curtis Taylor had a great preseason. And the little jockey, Mahoney, he was really good. And I think that uh, <laughs> if they're to, they're to get a win here North, they're going to kick goals. And for Hawthorne to get a win, they've got to control the midfield. With all that said, I would say Hawthorne are going to get this done, but not convincingly at all. It's going to be close. I think for me, for, for North to get a victory here, it's taking advantage of the back line. Um, mm. Fourth on Sicily will be back in, so that helps their structure a fair bit. But I think they've got prime opportunity for the big Suva to have a day out and kick a bag if he wants to. Um, I think if he's got one of Kyle Hardigan or Sam Frost or something like that matching up on him, he's going to absolutely rag all around. Hardigan yep. might be a big boy, but he's going to have the leap and the athleticism over him without a doubt. So... I think a big bag from one of the forwards definitely will see uh, North through to victory. Doc, what's the key here? Through the midfield for mine, Kat, as you said. I think Mitchell and O'Meara is going to be huge, but I'm looking at the ruck contest here. I mean, Tristan Cherry, I've talked so much shit about him over the last 12 <laughs> months, but I actually thought he played a really good game on uh, in the preseason against the Swans. I mean, sort of him and him and Goldstein, I think they've finally mm. worked on that sort of combination. We know Goldstein can go, can go forward and take a mark, kick a goal. But I think it's it's the um the improved work weight and Cherry. He looks confident in taking the game on now. Yeah, he does. And looks, and very he, different and he looks, player, doesn't he, Doc? He he almost does look like a very different player. So I I look at that. I'd like to see Horn Francis have a, have a massive game against the, yes. the Hawks. Um, and and Hugh Greenwood as well. What he's going to bring to the table going to be huge. I think mm. adds a lot of pressure around around the midfield group. I am backing North in. Not Ooh. confident. Ooh, yeah, not confident I'm backing the as well, Doc. I'm with you. Wow. Not not confident at all, but I, I look at I look at Hawthorne's structure, and I think you know too many young players around the ground. It's great that Sicily's back, but I'm not sure whether or not how how much impact he brings to this Hawthorne team. Mm, interesting, Miller. Who are you tipping, mate? I'm going with the Hawks. Alrighty, we're a bit divided on this one. The Crom and the Dockers on Sunday Arvo. Uh, I'm going to be looking at how the Dockers' defence looks, boys, in this game. I want to see Heath Chapman in this team round one. I want to see him playing out a full season. Uh, I really, really hope they've had some horrible luck with these young boys so far. Um, Hayden Young as well. I want to see those two boys working in tandem and becoming an absolute force out of defence of 50. I think they could definitely do that. Uh, and I know the Crows struggled with with limiting teams around the ground. They were obviously last for marks, so they're not getting those intercepts, they're not getting those one-on-one contests around the ground. So 
I think Freo can definitely take advantage of that with some transition play in this one. Doc, what do you want to see out of this match? So, Kat, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the the forward line at Freo and how, how they're operating. Against the Eagles, didn't think they were particularly convincing uh, for, forward with the ball. I look at a guy like Fife we've already talked about. Uh, Tabner's not going to play or, uh, uh, on the weekend, which is already a, a bad sign for him and his, uh, and his injury-plagued history. Uh, a guy like the big kahuna, who we've seen <laughs> countless times uh, just uh, over the course of last season, just de- just demand the footy and, and has done something nice with it as well. That's a big key for mine. And Mickey Walters, two goals, one against the Eagles as well. Very critical. As well, the defence... We've seen it already. Uh, the, the additions of Pierce and Hamling makes Ryan look makes uh, Luke Ryan, Liam Ryan, whatever you want to call him, look like a million bucks. <laughs> but for me, they're going to they need to kick a winning score. It's been their Achilles heel for the last two years, mm. uh, Miller. Well, I totally agree, Doc. I think that the thing as well will be, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Tabner out is going to be a big blow, and how that impacts them against the Crows, Cat, who actually they defend pretty well against Talls. Um, so I think that, look, that will be that'll be the key for both teams. But I'm intr- interested, you mentioned, Doc, when you're running through your most favorite players, where Fife is going to play, boys, because, you know, 10-time Brownlow medals, one of the only ever to do it. So he's got to be in the midfield for mine, which means does Will Brody's role change was outstanding in the preseason game. Um, and just it'll be interesting, Cat, to see what type of blend they go with mids mm. and forwards. Yeah, I think we're going to see... With Tavener out, might see Jordan Butts heading to Rory Lobb, which I think yeah. would be an outstanding battle to watch. He came such a long way in such a short time um, last year, did Butts. So uh, very, very excited to see how that plays out. With these I wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Rory Lobb introduce himself to the footy. He was nowhere near it <laughs> against um, against the Eagles in the preseason. Well, he's going to have to if they want to bloody kick some some goals here, Doc. <laughs> it sounds like we're all tipping Frio from what we've discussed out of this. Oh, well, I think so, but I, I do think the Crows will put up a good fight. I did mention that I think the ruck battle will be really good as well, Cat, mm. because we've seen Sean Darcy emerge himself last year as an elite ruck, um, top five easily in the comp, and uh, O'Brien building year after year. So I think it's going to be a great battle. Um, and I'd like to see my... My mate Saligo get a get a debut yes. and a run, so we, we look forward to that if he gets a chance. But I am going to go Freo, but I reckon it'll be a good game and a close one. Could we yeah. even see the Crows run with, with two rucks? Because we saw how good Kieran Strawn was at the end of last year um, when O'Brien was out. Um, but oh, ginger nuts. It, it might be a little bit top-heavy <laughs> when you've already got the likes of Stillthorpe, Foggy and Himmelberg in the forward yeah. line. Can't really rotate one of the two through, but... I think it's just, it's something to think about as well for the for the Crows throughout the season. Definitely an option. Yeah, yeah abso- absolutely. Um, oh, look, if if the Dockers are serious about contending, this is the game they need to put away. Uh, we we've seen, I think the Crows last year against the Cats round one, absolutely blew them off the park, and I think they mm. can, they do play a nice uh, exotic brand of football, but it's that consistency <laughs> that sort of that that worries me with the Crows. But yeah, uh, look. I think the Dockers will get up just, I think. Um, Fife needs a big one. I don't agree with your call about him playing predominantly midfield. I think they've got a lot of good options. They can cover the they can cover them uh, inside. Will Brody played well. Uh, Sarong's going to launch launch into another level. Brayshaw's mm. going to Brayshaw's immediately taking the keys to this midfield. Fife is a Fife. I think he's needed more now in the forward more than ever because he's he's, he's a strong grab. 
Uh, he's kicking. Oh yeah, yeah. of course he, not. But don't you think he's he's best in the midfield? His best abilities come from his midfield time, obviously. Oh, there's no there's no doubt that what he adds in the midfield's good. I mean, he's a great he's a great clearance based contested possession specialist. But but Dockers have plenty of them now, and yeah, it, it, it 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 almost becomes a point where it's sort of expendable. Yeah. Um. And we know we know that he's a great contested mark, and then and you need those sort of marking players in the forward line because the ball just goes in helter skelter half the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, that I, I do agree with both takes. So we're all going with Freya. I'm going to go the Dockers. Sounds okay. like it, boys. The final game of the round, the Eagles and the Suns. What is going to be the key to this? I'm going to say the key is the Eagles actually put a bloody team in the park. Boys, <laughs> they are fresh out of players. We heard about Jack Darling finally returning to the squad, but now he's out with an injury. Tim Kelly uh, has caught COVID as well. That's big as well, Kat, because I just want to touch on that and get your views on it. With mm. obviously Shuey out, is Yo playing? Maybe. I think he's. I think he's touch and go at the moment. Okay. There you go. So you got to ch- chuck him and Shuey and Kelly out. Cat, who are going to be the followers in the midfielders? I'd like to get your <laughs> uh, perspective on it. Can't, can't even get Connor West in the team either. He's out. No, too. he's out as well. It's um, there's not going to be many left in there, mate. I, I really don't know who they've actually got left to choose from in there. Hugh Dixon. <laughs> Hugh Dixon, get him in. Because Duggan's out as well, isn't he? Yeah, she's um, out. Um, so they're not going to be in the mix. I think, yeah, it's going to be Yo in there. It's oh, The pool is very, very small. And it's only very smaller. Can't, um, even call upon, can't even call upon the draftees, uh, Millie. You know, Campbell no. Chesford, Greg Clark. That's right. Two two guys that would be in this team, Doc. No question about it. Uh, are out injured. So, look, I think um, I think Suns are a real chance here because... You know, we've seen Raul bounce back in the preseason, boys. Hopefully he can stay fit all year. Took Miller somehow has enhanced his abilities even more by shaving his beard off and now has increased his <laughs> disposals from 35 to 40. Is that bloody good? And I just think as well that the only thing is obviously the, the, the back line at West Coast is still quite strong, Doc, in terms of McGovern is still there and Barras. But Chol and Caswell, I can't say I'd ever think Batman and Robin like them are actually playing pretty unreal. Well, as well, we saw Lukosius move forward as well in the mm. preseason, and he actually looked pretty good. It sort of reminds me of his his draft year when they played him forward, and he looked and he was every bit of the top three prospect that that he was that he yeah. was taken with. Uh, he leads well. He's a great kick of the footy. I think he's that sort of guy. And we saw him and we saw him play across halfback wing. He's got the tools, the great skills to to really peel off those long kicks. Mm. So. He, he becomes a critical player for mine in this forward line, the Suns. And, and i tell you what, Miller, if there's ever a time for um to, to smell blood in the water, it's this one against the Eagles. If the, if the Suns don't get up in this game, then I should I would sack Stuart Drew immediately. Oh, He's that gone is, early on it. He's, uh, that, is, that, is, that is a big call. But if you remember, boys, last year when they actually played West Coast at home, they were in it for a half. And that was the game where Matty Rao actually re-injured his knee. And... I think that, obviously, the key concern, Kat, is around with Ben King out, where are the goals going to come from? I think mm. Rankin had a shocking second half of the season last year and needs to improve, along with a bunch of other of the smalls we saw, McPherson drift in and out. But a guy that you talked about last week, Doc, Ben Ainsworth, kicked four in the preseason, and I think he's due for a really big year this year. 
Yeah, but by, by all accords, you know, Angels had a really, really strong preseason and the four goals won against the Geelong side. Mm. Nothing nothing to be sneezed at. And no. we know that he was a, a top five, top ten talent um, all those years ago. It almost, almost feels like ten years ago, but really it was about six. Mm. But, uh, look, he's a guy that I've always been big on. I think he's a guy that knows his leading patterns well. He's smart with the boot, smart with the ball in his hands. Yeah, He just hasn't had that run at the ball. Well, it's just it just hasn't had that clean run at the footy. No, as as others around him in that in that twenty sixteen draft class have. And there's no so, question he's talented. Is is that Doc? Hundred percent. He's a very ta- he's a very talented player. He, he, he's he's as as we've seen in in not just not just in the preseason game, but in many games over the mm. last five years that he's very that he's got a smart understanding of how the game works. Yeah. Um, so look, I, I'm I'm backing him, backing him in to have a really good one again, or at least a very strong one. Kick, kick me two or three goals, please. Um, <laughs> please Ben. Uh, uh, please Ben. Um, and as well, no Anderson. I mean, mm. we know he, we know he had a really good game, um, a really good season in 2021. But I think he's looked like he looked like in that preseason he's ready to go another level and almost underrated last year, wasn't he, Doc? Given obviously Rao was was injured a lot, but even in Noah's first year, still very very strong season. Yeah, I think he played most most games, did he not, in the first yeah, year? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I reckon he's I reckon he's primed for a big year, especially because, and I think I agree with you with the fact that, yeah, he gets overlooked because we know Tuke Miller's just absolutely come into his own uh, the mm. last twelve months. Matty Rao, everyone's talking about him and his lid at the moment. Um, so, look, not many people do talk about Noah Anderson. Yeah, there's, I, I think there are some slight issues about his. His consistency to attack the contested ball, but I think 12, 12 contested possessions from twenty seven disposals is a pretty good return in mm. the preseason. Well, for the, the sake of Stewie Jew's job, boys, uh, I'm going to be tipping Gold Coast in this game because I don't want to see the man kicked out at the start <laughs> of the season. I think he's got a shot to bring them a little bit further than last year this year. Uh, but I want to hear from you, boys. What are we going in this game? Well. I think, um, obviously, Doc is going the Suns because he said, uh, piss off, Stewie, if we lose this. I, look, Josh Kent, there, there is a lot of talent out there still for West Coast, but I do think the midfield lack of depth, if not depth, um, is going to kill them in this game. I think that we're going to see the likes of Took Miller. He's, he might pick up three votes. He might pick up six votes in this game. Might be the first player to pick up six votes because he <laughs> might get a character from the next game because that's how bloody good he's going to be. But T Miller one vote. T Miller, T. Miller two votes. <laughs> T <laughs> Miller three votes. And uh, he might deserve all, all all six of them boys. But I'm going to go to the Suns as well. And I think Chol to kick three. He does love playing oh, oh, uh, oh, at oh. the stadium. Uh, right. Yeah. I th- yeah, absolutely. Suns Suns should win this game, and, and it's not like I want to see Stewie Jude sacked. I mean, <laughs> I think I think he does deserve a little bit of leeway for some of the injuries that he's got over the mm. years. But this is a West Coast team that are just missing almost every top line midfielder yeah. you can think of. It's just Nick Nick Nick, Nick Nat and a bunch of a uh, bunch of C grade players. Um, so- I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to Paddy Nash as well, by the way, for, for bringing him in that category. What's Connor West out with, Doc? Is he a close contact with Kelly, or is what, what's happened with him? Is he injured? Um, I think from memory it was some something to do with his ankle or his. Oh, or his okay, because he like, was looking good, boys. I thought, and then we love mm. his uh, beautiful Mark Lacroix young look life. Um, <laughs> so they've had that many bloody ankles. They need to start investing in new ones. The Eagles, God, <laughs> <laughs> the cyborgs in cat suggestion. That's not a bad shout. 
I tell you what, he's, he's got a, he's got a, a long, a long flowing brown locks too. Uh, he does. West as well, yeah. so he, he's, he he looks he looks like a bloke. He comes straight from the surf surf shop. <laughs> he might have. Well, they, they have confirmed the Eagles that Brady Hoff will be in for round one, so he is the first of many young kids I'm sure will be coming in early for the season for the Eagles, mm. but. I think that yeah, is everything for us for our round one preview. If you want to go back and listen to our predictions for the year ahead, uh, listen to the AFL Practice Games wrap episode where we took a look at everything that we sort of noticed and wanted to chat about in practice games and yeah, gave our, our thoughts for the year ahead. Some juicy tips in there, so make mm. sure you give that a listen before the season starts. Tomorrow, boys. Footy is back for the boys wow. tomorrow. It's, an, it's, it's amazing. I can't believe that it's actually already here. Huge oh. news, if true, Tom Brown. Oh, we've got <laughs> we've got a huge week coming up on on the A three Footy podcast with AFLW finals starting as well. So oh. next week we're going to bring bringing you AFLW finals week one plus round one of the men's competition. It's just all happening at this point in the year. It's just going to be. It's just too much footy, cat. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's good that we've got the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night games all by themselves because mm. we've got because on Saturday we're going to have five games that we need to try and watch and cover and Jeez. and get and get through. It's going to be. It, it, it'll be. I'll be. Um. I'll be wheeled into the bloody psychiatric ward ward by the end of the weekend. <laughs> I'm going to need about four different pairs of eyes to watch all this footy at the moment. <laughs> can, can, it, I, can I borrow Ross Lyon's eyes? <laughs> footy never stops on a. Three, uh, so make sure you stick around for those. The AFLW finals, of course, will have the the W awards and whatnot after that as well before the season ends, and possibly the draft sooner than we may know it with mm. that August start potentially coming up. But with all that said, thank you for coming along, and thank you for sticking around for the men's season to begin. We hope you look forward to our round one wrap discussion next week. It's going to be heaps to talk on, I'm sure. With all that said, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. Stay tuned. Heaps of footy to come on A3. The footy never stops here.